0: Andy Donnelly, and with me as always is Sarah Merritt. Say hello, Sarah. Hello, Sarah. And joining (laughs) us this week is uh, um, one of McLaren's biggest fans, Simon Brooks. Hi, Simon. Hi.
1: Right. um, (laughs) Simon's making me giggle. Sorry, Andy. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. That's okay. That's fine.
0: Um, Yeah, I think it might be a giggly podcast. Uh, well, what a race weekend that was! That was oh, just yes. something else. Um, to, well, or, or to give the race its full title, I've had to, I've had to write it down: Formula One, <laughs> Pirelli Grand Premio del Made in Italy, uh, del Emilia Romagna, twenty twenty-one. Uh, come from, on, now, from know. now on, we <laughs> will just call it Imola.
1: <laughs> I think I think the funniest thing there is when Ted said it, he did at least try and put an accent on, but you went, Del, made in Italy. Yeah. <laughs> right. okay. Oh, you want me to do it
0: with an accent? All right. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. okay, let's try. Uh Del Amelia, Romagna 2021.
1: Is that better? Sounded a little bit better, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, all good. Right. Okay. We'll yeah, we'll good. make uh, we'll make a gondola driver out of you yet. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, you know that is my ambition in life. <laughs> I'd like to go to Venice, but they don't have a Grand Prix there. Anyway,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's the admission to everyone listening that we only travel to places where there is a race.
0: Oh, the secret is out. The secret is out. Well, <laughs> let's let's get into the weekend. So, um, I, I think when we when we looked at sort of the practice sessions, I thought we were we were definitely testing something out. We had to be, um, or we try we were trying something out because we were, we were sort of middle order, really, weren't we? So yeah, really, I was kind of on Friday evening. I was kind of like, okay, fair enough. You know, different track bar Bahrain. We're looking at it from a slightly different sort of angle. What are we kind of looking for here? You know, what's it going to be like? And I was thinking, right, I, for me, and, and I think this goes for every race this season, two cars in the points for me in a race is a really good result for us still. I still think yeah. that. Um,
1: I, think, I think you're spot on, is, but I've upgraded my expectations now. I always put a bet on two cars in the top six. So you well, see, but, I that's, mean That that's would be brilliant, upgrade. wouldn't it? That
0: would be brilliant. But, you know, there are cars that are faster than us. Definitely. I think definitely Max in the Red Bull. Sergio in the Red Bull as well, by the looks of it. He looks like he's getting the grips with that. And I would say definitely the, the Mercedes. However, I think we've put ourselves in a really good position where we were a little bit last year, but more of kind of when things don't work out for the top teams, we're in that position to kind of pick some stuff up, I think. So after yeah. Friday, I was kind of feeling optimistic and quite, you know, you know, we can work on this. We can we can do a bit more, um, but then Saturday seemed to be a whole different ball game. Uh, maybe we turn the engines up. Who knows? Um, up what do you guys 11. think yeah. of the sort of practice and the the sort of quality side of it? Um,
1: well, in- interestingly, Andy, I watched quality from the hairdressers because. Another very important thing in, in the UK at the moment as we're coming out of lockdown gradually is everybody needing a haircut. So I tried to merge the two biggest things in my life together, Formula One and hairdressers. And I had my phone on the go. Everyone in the hairdresser was like, oh, you're watching the quality, are you? How's Hamilton doing? And it seems that anyone that's not an F1 fan only seems to know about Lewis. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, so, so I watched it in the hairdressers and, I had to be a bit subdued, but I, I could see Lando was doing so well and I was so excited. Um, you didn't, didn't want to get really too excited and
0: then cut all your hair off by accident because that's well, at, obviously at that, what that happened point, to me.
1: Had... <laughs> <laughs> uh, at that point, I had my hair dye under my tinfoil and I looked like a satellite. So, uh, so yes, yeah, so it was <laughs> so exciting to see. Um, and, of course, as we now know, he... He crossed that white line by just a little bit too much. And I'm a great believer in track limits. So live by the sword, die by the sword. I have to say, OK, we've lost that lap. Oh, my God, look where we'd have been. But I have to stick to the rules because I like track limits. So, and he seems <clears> so dismayed. Did did you think so? Simon Lando was really down in his boots afterwards, wasn't he?
2: Yeah, I think this was like the biggest, I think, time that I've seen him, you know, be that tough on himself. And yeah. I think you know I've noticed like a big change in that this so far this season um, that he is that tough on himself, and you know he's got those higher expectations um, where he's, you know he's beating himself up over making a tiny mistake, really. Yeah. Um,
0: and I think I think the thing is that yeah. you know from our point of view we looked at that and we we we're dismayed for him, but we're dismayed for him because I know that he'd like to have done better in that respect, but we're realistic as well. And like, these things happen, you know, the, the yeah. great thing about that, even though we didn't get that P3 uh, in quality, was that we showed real pace, real actual car pace. Um, yeah. And we've yeah. done it for two two races now. And it's like, that is the exciting thing about it. And I agree with you, Sarah, I'm a stickler for track limits as well. I think, you know, yeah, like they said, it was one of those grand Prix you can use if if there's a gravel trap there or a wall there you're in a bit of trouble so yep. yeah but i th- I thought i th- I think you're right, Simon I think certainly he he seems to be beating himself up, but maybe he's just put his expectations and his own sort of what he wants to achieve a little higher than he has previous years.
1: I'd like, to, I'd like to just tell you something. Um, I know we were going to talk about it later. I was on a call with Micah Hackenan earlier today, and I asked him about that, and here's what he said. He said that um, in his time, back in his day, there weren't cameras everywhere, in the car, every corner, looking at you. And if he, if he made a mistake, he would tell the team it was a problem with the car. But he said, <laughs> nowadays, drivers don't have the opportunity to do that. And I thought about that for a minute and I thought about Lando's incredible honesty and the way he beats himself up but what he's really saying is it wasn't the car it wasn't the team I made I made a little error he doesn't want to blame the team and I really like that because I think they're the guys that are working so hard for him you know I, I like that idea but I do think he's a little a little hard on himself you know it's uh, it reminds me of Dobby the house elf from from Harry Potter <laughs> you know it's yeah. like You know, don't iron your hand over it, mate. It wasn't that bad. All the fans are still behind you. Look at all the messages you're getting, you
2: know. So, -hmm. so yeah. And, uh, you know, I think we'd be really concerned if he wasn't that, you know, driven or focused really to, you know, analyse his performance and, you know, recognise where there's, you know, a tiny little error. But it, you know, also just shows his commitment and how... You know, much commitment he's putting in to get the best lap he possibly can.
1: Yep, and we love that.
0: Definitely. Yeah, more (laughs) of that, please, Lando. I think. Yeah, is the is the message. So let's uh, let's get on to race day. Um, It seems like ages ago now, just because of everything (laughs) that's gone on. But (laughs) um, yeah, I mean, we were all. Being told during the week that it's going to rain, it's going to be a bit of rain this weekend, and we were like, "Nah, not a chance." Mm. There's nothing's mm. going to happen. Look at the weather. Look at the, you know, everybody's got it on their old phones or their Androids and the weather forecast and going, they bright sunshine." Um, and then it did what I'm going to call a, it. it did a spar, and it rained on half <laughs> of the track and not the other half of the track, and that was great. That was just like, right, this is brilliant. <sighs> However. I don't know about you guys, but when we were starting at the back of the grid, when we had a wet race and it was all into the spray, I was never really that nervous. But when we were up front and there's a whole cars around and everything, oh, God, when we when we did that start and I'm like, oh, please make it through the first corner. Please make it through the mm-hmm. chicane, you know, mm-hmm. and all that kind of... Because you were just like, mm-hmm. all it takes is one little mistake, little off, and you're sliding off somewhere or anything like that, but I thought I thought they both did really well. I know that they had a little bit of, let's just call it a little bit of a love tap between Lando and uh, and Daniel. A rub, just a rub, yeah, bit of a rub. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, I thought that they did really well, both of them, as, as cars were going off the track elsewhere and everything else like that. Just to be sensible and really steady about it on the race start. What, what were you guys thinking when that was uh, sort of all happening and? um
2: yeah Uh, simon uh so i think for me obviously i think within miller anyway it's got a lot of um a lot of history to it and you know there's a lot of dramatic moments as we know uh that have happened in the past and you know i was really nervous about start especially with the wet weather as well um and then i think you know with hindsight i guess I was Fearing something like the Indy race would happen at the start uh, because of the track conditions, and um, you know, luckily that didn't happen. And then on the replay, we saw that Lando got a bit of a twitch off the line, you know, and could have, you know, hit Ricardo as well. But you know, luckily they were both unscathed, and uh, it was, uh, yeah, really, you know, really exciting, nerve wracking, and. Uh yeah, it was just a, a really tense moment to watch them both. Um, you know, because they're the only two cars that I'm looking out for, you know, as they're going off yeah. the line. Where are they? Where are they? Hope they're okay. Um yeah, yeah. and you know, it was difficult to see that with the, the amount of spray as well. It, it I was,
1: always um, find when when a camera shot changes, Andy. And Simon, when, when the camera shot yeah. changes, so you're watching the start, all the cars are going forward and it changes and you're waiting for the leader to come around the corner. I count the cars. So I'm going yeah. one, yeah. two, three, because mm-hmm. I'm trying to work out have we changed position and I'm picking it up before it's changed on screen and are yeah. they still there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, obviously, obviously, Lando mm-hmm. dropped back to, to ninth. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, but I guess in a, in a start like that, you're going to expect a little bit of that. There's going to be some people who sort of kamikaze down the side and things like that, and yeah. sort of yes. you know. Um, but yeah, I, th- I thought we did quite well, and obviously, with it being a, a wet start, then it changed all of the strategy. And I bet, um, I bet, you know, Randy was there on the strategy, running his new program, going right. Let's see mm-hmm. what happens when we've got wet tires on and stuff like that. I should mm-hmm. say Randy and the team, because it's more than just himself. But, um, yeah, I, th- I thought we did pretty well. And I thought that, you know, we, we we kind of got into that race pretty pretty good. Ricardo had a good start. Lando started to make up a few places. Um, and then we sort of... Uh, I, I'm not sure whether I've got this the right way around. Was it? Did we do the pit stops first, and then there was the team order thing? Or... Was it the other way around? I think it was the... I think we did the pit stops first, didn't we? To go on to the... Um, ooh, anyway. Let's just talk about... Let's talk it's, about let's team orders. Well, <laughs> I, I want to... I, you know me. I, well, it, I like to talk about pit stops.
2: It was, um, it was lap 16 when Lando uh, said that radio message about um, he had more pace.
0: Right, so it was um, before the so I, think steps, it was, I think, then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: before. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, yeah, but I thought um, it really showed what <clears throat> an understanding of the whole team ethic and the, the ethos of the team was for Daniel to sort of, you know, yeah, no problem, I'll do that. And, you know, at some point in the, in the future, it'll, be, it'll have to be reciprocated, I suspect. But they were very clear with the order. It was very clear that we'll swap you, and if he's not faster, we'll swap you back.
1: So what I I, I would call it I would call it a team request, not a team order. Let's let's reword oh. that. Okay. They, yeah. I, yeah. I think yeah. I think they put I think they put the evidence to him quite nicely. Lando's yeah. faster than you. Daniel knows Lando's been fast all weekend, so he's already got that in his head. Um he thinks he's got more pace, we'll swap you. If it doesn't work, we'll swap it back. And and I think that puts it better, rather than move over. <laughs> you know, yeah, definitely <laughs> yeah, not just, just Just, a, you know, more diplomatic. And I'm sure at that moment, I bet you, Daniel is a team player, but I bet he said something under his breath and thought, yeah, OK, mm. I know I've got to do this, but I wish I wasn't doing this. You know, I'm sure yeah. he did. But but Lando proved that very, very quickly. I mean, I, I, I don't know if, if you guys saw, by the next lap, wasn't he like four seconds ahead or something? Yeah yeah
0: yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. twelve seconds or something within three laps, so yeah um, yeah, yep. so there you go uh so yeah yep. so the the right decision happened there, and yeah, um, yeah, I think we all daniel, a big thanks for that um mm-hmm. yeah you know uh, yep. and then we had the the round of pit stops, uh and all I want to say is that we had a six point nine second pit stop for Daniel. Which, if you if you listen regularly, you'll know that it's something that I bang on about our pit stop times. <laughs> obsessed, uh, obsessed, obsessed, obsessed. <laughs> um, and all I can think, and, and and I, you know, all I can think is that we were held up somehow by um, maybe some cars coming down the pit lane or something like that. But it did seem quite long. Um, but we didn't really get to see. Any of the footage or any other cars coming down there, but I think all I can think is for something that long, it must have been that. Because um, looking at the other pit stops, they were they were kind of fine. So, but it was just, yeah, my my the red mist sort of anything over mm. three seconds, and the red mist comes down I'm like, come on,
1: we could do better. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: we know we know you've got a thing about it, but it's likely to have been you know they don't want to release him into a car that's coming past or. I think on this occasion, benefit of the doubt, Andy. Yeah, it's
0: I, highly likely to so. have been that. Yeah, I, I, I think so. Yeah, and obviously switching from um, sort of that compound to did we go on to inters again then, or I can't remember. But yeah, well, anyway, I should write these things down so I remember. But <laughs> <laughs> um, and then kind of we had it where it just all kicked off where we had. The red flag in the race. And obviously, um, we had their incident between Russell and Bolas, which, when you watched it live and you saw all of the debris all over the track, you were like, wow, that's a big hit. That is a big hit. Um, it was
1: all that polystyrene,
0: wasn't it? It is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing how polystyrene just smashes up like that. But, you, you know, when you watched it back in slow motion what what did you kind of think sort of um, for me it was quite horrifying what happened you can understand what happened but I think watching it back in slow motion you kind of got to see how uh, how volatile these cars are on a little bit of wet or a little bit of grass what about you Simon what were you thinking when you saw that um so when I saw
2: it it was you know, everything that I feared at the start of the race, um, you know, something dramatic happening, and it did. Um, and I think on the replay, seeing uh, Bottas, the way he crashed into the wall, that was pretty violent, I thought. You know, really big impact. And uh, luckily, he's OK, and Russell as well. Um, but, it, you know, it was really, you know, a really dramatic hit on that wall, Um and, yeah, it was it was a shock to see that um, after the replays. And then, you know, I think seeing the other cars following as well, um, I think one of the has had uh, DRS open. So, you know, his speed's increasing and you think they're going to the scene of, like, an accident accident where there's chaos everywhere. Uh, but luckily they got through that. Um, and then, yeah, all we saw was the replay of Lanzo. Uh, you know, spinning out the, the gravel trap. So, yeah. but I never yeah. did really find out what happened to him to cause that.
0: So, maybe he was just shocked when uh, uh, Valtry yeah. gave some finger signals to George Russell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, about,
1: yeah.
0: what about you? He was Sarah? just what? saying
1: to him, he was yeah. just saying, I wanted to be first. That's all he was saying. Just
0: one. Yeah, <laughs> I, I thought he was just saying, You've lost one point. <laughs>
1: So, so, obviously, like you guys, I was shocked by it. Um, and then relieved to see that they're OK. And I know Valteri looked very winded and was sat by the side of the track afterwards. Uh, looked like it, it, you know, really not the, not the wind out of him. But um, something that I, I heard afterwards, I think it was when Toto was talking about it, um, I think there was an implication that, that George shouldn't have been making a move like that. And I, I heard that from another interview as well. So my comment on that would be George Russell was doing an overtake manoeuvre. doesn't matter that he's in a Williams. He's entitled to try and overtake someone. Yes, there was a, however we want to put it, a 60-40 or whatever. Yes, he ended up with one wheel on the grass. Yes, it didn't go right for him. But I don't want George Russell to stop trying to overtake people and, and stop fighting because he absolutely has the skill to do that. This was just a bad day at the office, you know. Um so yeah, so anyone that thinks he shouldn't be having the, the balls to overtake a Mercedes is is you know needs a smack quite frankly. Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: i I agree, I agree with that. I think
0: he had mm-hmm. he had yeah. he had to go for it, but he also had the chance to pull out of it. And um but yeah, you know, two in a one doesn't kind of go with that, and it's unfortunate. However, it then meant that we had a red flag. And we kind of reset sort of some of the order. Um, And it also gave us a chance to um, put some new tyres on. So free pit stop. So uh, we were one of the few teams that went on the soft tyre for both drivers. Um, And and really that kind of start, that paid off. Um, Straight from the off, Lando... Overtook the Ferrari of Leclerc. Um, and, you know, I think, I think that got him up to P3, did it at that point? I think it did. Because Perez was still in front at that point, wasn't he? Yeah. No,
1: I thought Perez was behind and then he overtook Leclerc to take second.
0: Right. Yeah, you could be right.
1: I yeah. know what's happened here, Andy. You were so excited yesterday. <laughs> it's all gone. It's all gone to a blur, hasn't it? That's I've, it I've
0: slept since then. I honestly, I was, <laughs> I was, I was absolutely so excited. And yes, I, yeah, um, yeah. Just just to see us like overtake some Ferraris and stuff, yeah, all that and, and we were and fighting, pace.
1: yeah,
0: and we were Brilliant. fighting at the front. Brilliant. I was just like, oh, this is so good. Um, and not only did we overtake them, we we held off. We held them off. Yeah. It's a really good sign. Really good sign. Um, yeah. I mean, talk us through how you were sort of feeling, Simon, for, for that and then the sort of last 10 laps of the race.
2: Uh, okay, so with the, um, I think the Ferrari battle, that was, you know, really, yeah, it was really tense and it was a bit like the old times, but it was in a way that you know, we had that pace to keep ahead of them, overtake them, and they didn't catch us up really quickly either. Um so I thought that was a, a really good thing to see. Um and yeah, the obviously the you know, last ten laps and you know, when Lewis was coming up as well, he was, you know, recovering his positions. Um you know, was praying really for those last three laps before he, he passed us that, you know, we could hold on. But again, it was the DRS uh, that gave him that overtake to to get us. And, you know, it was really sad, I thought, because I think without the DRS, we, we might have done it. Um, and, yeah, it just it just took that little bit away. But I think, yeah, it was just really good, really, that we could maintain that pace and keep ahead as... Mothers, we could.
1: I think. Uh, I think for Lando, those last ten laps, he must have been gritting his teeth, you know, trying to keep concentrating, because it's been a longer race by that point. It's been a red flag, and everyone stopped again. He's on the soft tyres, which we know turned out to be a cool strategy call. Well done, Randy. Um, but at the time, I was looking on Twitter, and everyone was going, "Oh my God, why are we on the softs?" have faith people, they know what they're doing, um, so, so he reported a vibration, then he reported that he'd knocked the, um, the the paddle with his knee, I think, and Will Joseph very calmly said, no Lando, that's you, there's nothing wrong with the car, you know, I feel yeah. that at that point, he's, 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 he's like us, he's thinking, I don't want to lose this, I want to keep this position, mm. so it's, you know, it must be incredibly hard to stay calm and Keep your focus at that point, you know. I have no idea how they do it, um, but yeah, you know, it must must have been a tough one for him. Yeah,
0: yeah, and and yeah, you know, to come home P three um, in the end <laughs> uh, was, you know, quite quite a good, quite an, well, quite a good, an amazing result for us. I was oh, yes. really really happy. I was, yeah, but. What I want what I also want to say is that I Danny Rick had a really solid drive to get P six.
1: Yes, yes, yes. yes I think yeah. it was really
0: important that he's still getting used to the car, he's still getting used to the team. And to pull out a P six is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Things have to go our way a little bit with Perez and a few other bits and mm-hmm. pieces. But he was up there. He was definitely up there. And you know, a couple of races mm-hmm. time, he's going to be really, really competitive in that car. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean just, just think we'd have killed for P six a few seasons ago. Yeah, it's you know, yeah. it's still a mm. really good place. Yeah.
2: And uh, I think also as well in comparison to the other drivers that their are new teams, he hasn't had like a mishap or a mistake yet, compared oh, yes. to the others that are settling in. Um so I think that's you know a really good thing about Daniel as well. Yeah, yeah, totally uh
0: totally agree. Um We've just been joined by Sarah's cat on the podcast.
1: Do you remember? Um, Do you remember what my cat's name is? Is it Jürgen? No, it's Button. This is Button. Button. <laughs> That's right. I have been joined by Button at the moment. Right.
0: <laughs> named, named after who, exactly? Oh, I
1: can't <laughs> think. Um, oh. It might, might be some bloke called Jensen, yes.
0: Right, OK. <laughs> Um, let's just kind of quickly switch from F1 uh, to IndyCar Uh, it looked quite promising we had a pole position for Pato Ward and um, yeah the race um, kind of didn't really play out the way we were expecting it to in that Um, a good fourth place in the end Um, obviously that first lap Massive incident, um, kind of spot Felix Rosenquist's race. Um, did any of you guys catch the IndyCar?
2: Uh, I did. I, I didn't watch it live, but I watched it uh, on record in the evening. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, obviously the start was really dramatic and, yeah, it was really, you know, big disappointment to see Felix involved in that uh, massive accident yeah
1: he was he was a lucky boy actually because his car was going airborne wasn't it
2: yeah it was
1: yeah it could have been a lot worse yeah um but yeah it did did sort of think oh my god everybody's had an accident who's going to be left Mm. you know it's uh Mm -hmm. it felt like for me when i was watching it it took a long time to get started because i'd put the program on um and, and then there was an ad break and then and then there was the anthem and there was this and there was that and then there was an ad break and and then they like shall we have a photo with our children and then they got in the car and then mm-hmm. someone announced it was sight, And i'm like come on get on with it <laughs> <laughs> and you're all going yeah. down the first first mm. bit and you're, you're praying and uh um but you know IndyCar is what it is and and um the team are well placed there aren't they and it's good it's good to see you know, yeah i think, think we're going to be quite, yeah
0: quite competitive so i think it's going to be good yeah. to watch um Mm-hmm. Certainly going to be looking out to watch the Indy 500 when we've got a third car.
1: Oh yes, yes, yeah. yeah. so that's going to be really good. For that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so, I saw Patto tweet. Um, he said something like, "Great, great qualifying on pole and um, some wrong strategy or something like that." that something like those words. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, you know that was still good for him. Fourth is, is pretty solid, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely,
0: very yeah. good. So, um, Simon, you're yes. a McLaren fan, hence how you're on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> tell us a little bit about sort of when you started watching F1, how you became a McLaren fan um, and, and sort of, you know, around that really.
2: Okay, so I um, I think from the early, well, the earlier days of 93, 94, 95, that was when I uh, started becoming interested in F1. Um, I think, obviously, it was more brought to the forefront uh, when Aiton and Senna died in 94, Um, But I just always remember the red and white cars. And when I was on the PlayStation, the PS1, um, it was the car that I'd always pick um, because I think it was the most striking. And, um, yeah, so it was sort of the days when... You had Mika Hakkinen, um, Michael Andretti, Mark Blundell, Martin Brundle, those sort of drivers at that time that I remember the earliest ones that I used to follow. Um, and I think ever since then I've been hooked. And uh, I think, you know, it was obviously since 97, 98 onwards that I really like got involved in it, following it. Uh, Watching it religiously every Sunday that it was on qualifying, and um, so yeah, that that's when I started following McLaren. When I got really interested and um, really involved.
0: Yeah, good. Um, also, um, I've noticed from sort of obviously we we're friends on Twitter and Facebook and everything. Um, you you're from sort of the Birmingham area um yeah you might have guessed that with the accent <laughs> but also um i've seen you post uh, lots of photos and sort of articles from uh, the birmingham super pre now yeah. i think a lot of people outside of the uk might not even know what that was what that ex- existed and, and sort of anything like that so could, could you give us like a quick synopsis of what actually that was and how it kind of happened um
2: Yeah, uh so with that, um they it had involvement uh from Bernie Eccleston. Um and it also it sort of started with the creation of um what's now known as the Auto Sports Show. So because they had a motor show in Birmingham then, um, the idea came about running um races so it was the F3000 cars um, and touring cars. You also had sport races like the Metro 6R4s. Um, and it also had a lot of involvement from Grime Hill, uh, Diamond Diamond Hill's father, um, Sir Jackie Stewart. And it had a lot of people from the F1 world that were involved in running and putting on these races uh, during the bank holiday weekends. Uh, for a few years running. Um, There's also a a driver parade, so you had Sir Sterling Moss, um, even Fangio was there, James Hunt. So all these really notable legendary drivers all got involved to run these races uh, and driver parades in Birmingham. Um, Unfortunately, I never got to go to one. Um, You know, my parents couldn't afford Uh, for us to go but I just always remember I could hear the cars in the distance from my back garden Um, and uh, yeah so I could see it on the tv as well but when I got into the back garden I could hear the cars in the distance and I you know I thought wow that sounds amazing and I think as well that might have spurred on my interest in Formula One as well because I started watching it on the tv more touring cars Formula One anything to do with cars and uh, yeah I think it was since then that I you know obviously got hooked to it um, yeah. and obviously like, yeah. I'm, I'm passionate about my local area uh, yeah. cars and anything that's going on so
0: so if um, if anyone wants to follow you on twitter what's your twitter handle at simon g brooks Right, great stuff, if Anyone wants to know about the Birmingham super priest Simon, your man? Um, yeah. <laughs> also, give me a follow because he's uh, does a lot of McLaren content, and uh, he's quite famous for having uh, mm. the Simon selfies, which tends to be <laughs> with fans, um, and it's really good fun. All um, right, guys, uh, we're running out of time um, once again this week. Uh, one last word from you guys how just give me one word to sum up your feelings after that weekend and that uh, race simon
1: excellent (laughs) right uh... i've I've got lots of
2: words i'm not usually speechless um (laughs) yeah i think i think really positive um
1: yeah
0: Yeah, Sarah. that's
2: good
1: fantastic (laughs)
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> release <Pretty cool. laughs> some more some <laughs> more Italian right um all right guys we're gonna wrap it up there uh, thank you very much for joining us Simon it's been a pleasure thank I you thanks for it. Me. no problem really appreciate um, it. yeah uh, Sarah um, thanks again for being on the podcast and um, we'll see all you guys next time.